So um, really excited by today's guest. Um, we've got the fantastic Richard Clegg here, who is the CEO of a youth organization called CM Sounds, which sounds really interesting. Um, Richard, I'm going to get you to literally sort of tell me all about CM, CM Sounds. Um, obviously, I've done lots of reading up about you, um, but but please um, introduce yourself, introduce the organisation, the youth organisation, and then I'm going to start asking you some questions about how you got to where you are now. Sure, thanks very much. Well, my name's Richard Clegg, and uh, I'm the CEO of CM Sounds, also known as uh, Community Music. We're based up yeah. in based up in East London, uh, around Brick Lane area, Shoreditch area. Uh, we've mm -hmm. got multi, multi of London. <laughs> yeah, very very trendy. So everyone likes yeah. to, to be around here. So you're feeling the vibes, yeah. feeling feeling the creative magic up here, which everyone loves. Yeah. And uh, also, Brilliant. you can get you can get a bagel twenty four hours a day. So that's that's always a yeah. bonus. Yeah, there's some great places on Brick Lane. I think that was a, one of my first sort of East London experiences as um, going up there and uh, queuing up for a, a very cheap but very yummy bagel <laughs> that's right that's right if you i mean as a as a young person if you was out sort of clubbing you know that you, you there's a place to go where you could get some grub in the morning you know so it's, <laughs> it's always, always a go-to place <laughs> nice. sounds good to me yeah so community music we we run various training programs um for all ages all social and musical backgrounds um sort of start from the grassroots every tuesday we run um free music production djing social media podcast training uh, we're very much about music and digital skills. Also, business and marketing skills is is um, important to us. I think um, so, so. We've got social aims, and I think a lot of young people come to these um, evenings. Uh, a lot of them are creative. Some of them want to go on to work in the industry. Some some really just enjoy the social connection, uh, being part of something, and um, others just enjoy making some music for therapy. You know, it just helps with um, sort of day to day stresses. So there's various various reasons why we run the free sort of programs that we do. We've also got one. Where up in, are they? So if I'm I'm a you know a young person in that area, where where would I expect to find them? Yeah, so we're based at uh, Hanbury Street, uh, one nine two to one nine six Hanbury Street. We've got as you we I don't think you can see now, but we've got one of our training studios here. We've got another one of this size downstairs. So essentially, we've got two fantastic training rooms. Um, so young people come down every Tuesday from 5.30 to 8.30, it's all free. We've got professional uh, tutors that also work in the industry as well. So they get, you know, real hands-on um, hands professionals around there. But also the, the, the facilities we've got are fantastic as well, you know, up-to-date up apps, software, uh, mm. Apple Macs, um, you know, videos, video and uh, editing software. So, That's yeah. We, yeah. I so I can see your backdrop and I can see those sort of, they sort of sound a few. There's a, a wooden sort of um, uh, structures on the wall. I, I know a few of those because we've got those in our studio, and they're really cool, actually. Um, so, so what's the room that you're in now? So I can see loads of Apple Macs in the background. Um, yeah. So, it, yeah. So sure. Yeah. This is this is one of our training rooms, which we call Logic Four. It's, it's probably we could probably come up with a better name, but we call it Logic Four. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. it's a multi-purpose training <coughs> training room, and um, yeah. we've got, we've got uh, twenty workstations in here. Uh -huh. uh, we've also got um, uh, the the key tutor workstation where people can get hands on. But we've got an SSL desk here. We've also got um, a nice vocal booth in the corner. I'll quickly show you. I know look, people are listening; they won't be able to see this. But, oh, that's so cool! Yeah, so, and you can see the vocal booth in the corner there. I love that. Yeah. Wow, so, what a great space! 
Yeah, so we've got the projector here as well. So we do a lot of training here and we've got something similar downstairs, but we've actually got a larger live room so we can bring musicians in, singers, um, you know, bands to to record. So uh, people that come here, they get to do sort of full full aspects of of, of live sound recording, uh, being in the studio and, and as well sort of social media content aspects like that. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, we've got free program, but we also run something more progressive. Uh, it's for people that want to take uh have a career in the music industry or in in sort of uh the creative industry but we run that a uh, degree in partnership with university of westminster so it's a level four and five degree oh, uh, wow. and, yeah and, and and the one of our main objectives is for uh you know getting young creatives uh back into back into the education system back into work so one of our key aspects of this is you don't need previous qualifications to join the course one of our main criteria really is is looking at you know your experience your aspirations you know your vision of where you want to go uh and your motivation so they're they're sort of key aspects for us to to uh take people on to to be a student here at, at cm so that's a two-year course so at the moment we have around 80 to 100 students on on that program there um so, yeah. and, do you, and and is, i'm assuming you pay to be on these courses that, so. so yeah so we've got like i said we've got the free courses that we we you know where we run and, it, and the degree you do have to pay for but it's um it's it's two-thirds cheaper than most degrees in the country so we've tried to keep the uh we've even tried to keep the prices down actually as we've gone through inflation we haven't actually increased our prices um i think for the last 10 years actually so we've yeah. we've kept we're really trying our best to to keep it as as low cost as possible yeah. That's very uh, honourable of you because it's um it's an expensive time, isn't it? So I think that if, to make it as accessible as you can, I think that's brilliant. Yeah, that's that's our aim. I think, and and as well as as we're a charity as well, so all of our you know any any money we are making um, from anything does get reinvested back into our free programs. Um, mm -hmm. I did, I, programs. That was a question actually. I just want to know yeah. whether you are actually a charity. So you are actually official charity. That's correct. Yep, that's correct. We're a charity, so all of our money that we we make gets invested back into our free or low cost or cost training. Mm -hmm. So, if anyone, I'm sure there's loads of people that are listening. Anyone that wants to um, get involved with the free courses, what do they do? What's the criteria? Um, so we, so the criteria for that is you're 13 to 26 years old. Um, we run two sessions, so we run a 13 to 17 year old sessions, and we run 18 to 26 year old sessions. Um, that's the that's the criteria. That is that is literally it. So they can, can you can register on our website, or you can just turn up on the day, and we can register on the day. Um, it's very simple, you know, yeah. simple form, online form. You know, nothing to 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 cause any barriers really for anyone to get involved. That's that's uh, the what we're at least. What if to you do. don't? What if you've got this passion to be a musician, but you've never really been involved in anything? You don't even know if you can really sing or play an instrument or whatever. And that's that's what we're here for as well. And that's what these uh, Tuesday sessions are for as well. It's, it's literally for anyone of any um, skill ability. Like mm -hmm. our, our, our tutors are trained to, to work for people that are just starting out or, you know, they've got they've got enough knowledge to to take someone that's sort of more advanced and, and, and help yeah. them as well sort of progress. So it's very much for all all skill set, really. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, it really is. You know, and you know, yeah. it's, it's it's really interesting for us because, you know, for us, success stories is some that have had mental health challenges, and just for them, come actually traveling to come down and use the facilities is a big, is a big, um, you know, step for them. So coming down just to to be part of something is is, is a massive achievement. 
we've got yeah. other people that you know they they want to take it serious and and they'll go on and do our degree course or they'll go on and you know train or or go and have a career but we've got others as well for instance uh one young lady the other day she came down and she like you said she didn't really know what she wanted to do but she really enjoyed the social media and she realized that she had um she had you know she she really enjoyed it and she started building a portfolio and she's actually got a job now as a social media what? manager oh at a company goodness. yeah that's so that cool. yeah that's it so you know it's there's different different objectives but there's no pressure you know it's a drop in you know you can come if you don't turn up the next week that's okay you might come the following week that's fine there's no there's no pressure on our on our tuesday drop-ins at all you know it's, it's very it's very informal yeah oh that's that's fantastic i think gosh i think wow you're going to hopefully have an in, more an influx once people have heard, heard this podcast so one thing i'm always really uh interested to know is people's journeys so obviously you to 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 you setting up this charity this organization um you know you obviously there was obviously a thought that happened that came into your head and you, and you and then you set about making it happen um what is what's been your background and how did you get to where you are now yeah i, I think that's a really interesting question because it, it took yeah. thinking that question it takes me back to being young and to all of the the anxiety of of trying to make it or make something for yourself where you're sort of hustling in the creative industry just trying to mm. trying to trying to find yourself as well i think sometimes as a creative um you're not sure fully what you want to do and i think mm. as a young person i was i was just really excited and i was very curious to be involved in all the aspects of the creative industries and i think um mm -hmm. so going back to when i was really young i think the djing side for it i mean we're going back to when i was sort of 12 13 and uh i was flipping through the radio and um somehow I come onto the station it was obviously a pirate pirate station and it was playing sort of underground hardcore type jungle music and i'd never heard the music before at all i was like wow right. like, straight away it just really resonated with me and i was like wow i need to I get more. Of this. yeah that's right yeah. so you, you you get involved like that and i mean we're talking about when we was using tapes and i mean you know, that's showing my age oh, I, rem I remember tapes <laughs> <laughs> so, I'd be, so i'd be recording sets and then i remember i'd be traveling down on a sunday to play football and i'd be listening on my walkman to you know doing back and then um as it progressed i there was an old the older group one of them was a dj and i remember watching them at a local festival and i thought wow i really i really want to do that that's a, that's amazing and again it's yeah, just the connection i don't know how these things happen it just just you resonated to it so from there i i think you know i, I think back then I, I i bought a couple of cheap sort of decks and learned to mix uh and as i progressed i bought the techniques and then i realized and this was just home mixing wasn't doing anything professional then but i realized if i wanted to take this serious i needed to start producing music and um you know sort of try and get out there in, in the industry and learn more and that's when i went on some training um and that's where i met um a band called asian dove foundation who um so it's just 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 on the rise then so that was back in the 90s and uh started touring there's touring with like primal screaming the beastie boys and they they were nominated for a mercury award uh they signed to is it virgin records and uh, i think it was emi as well but yeah so, so started touring with them as a tour dj so i was touring around the world with them supporting them playing at big festivals um and at the same time i started to uh put on events um start promoting events so i ran uh, a weekly sunday night in the west end for a couple of a couple of years start doing yeah. event, other events you know like a uh, shepherd's bush empire and bagley's sort of old underground clubs um yeah yeah, yeah. big places though yeah yeah so i was doing that and then i mean i've done a lot of things i mean i, I sounds like the thing but i've done a lot i mean I, I back in the day as well there was a it was a sort of 
quite a famous, well-known jungle uh, pirate station called Cool FM. It's just a play on there, which is fantastic. I used to love that. And, and that then, sounds so cool. Yeah, it was. It was good times, good times. And then um, I set up, actually set up my own internet, one of the first ever internet radio stations. It was sort of before YouTube and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, what was that called? Uh, Pyro Radio, which we've just, we've we've relaunched, actually. We've got the TikTok channel now. It's on about 60,000 followers now. which is Oh, my gosh. Well. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, so back then we was one of the first sort of uh, underground grime, drum and bass uh, stations. We had loads of people come down and we actually had it back in the day. We had a partnership with MySpace. We used to create all of the urban urban uh, interviews and um, really? sort of clips for them. Yeah, which was good. Uh, we okay. had the, yeah, it was. We, you know, we've got old clips of, of everyone down there, like Tinchy Strider, Chipmunk, uh, Wiley, Skepta, uh, Kano. Wow. They all used to come down. Ed Sheeran came down as a young boy. Uh, wow. I mean, all the jungle people like Goldie, uh, yeah. Hype, all all, all of those guys used to come down and play. Yeah, it was, it was just, it was just, a, it was just really good, good times. And I think from there, that's where I learned about, I realized as well. I think as you get into the music in, or music and creative industry, you sort of build on what you know and you're building your skills. Mm. And I, I remember then setting up the station and my, my friend was going to actually come down and uh, do the sales for us, do the selling. And he didn't, he didn't turn up in a day. And I realized I had to I had to do it myself and get on with it. So I think that's where I picked up my sales and marketing and realized that I had a bit of a passion for that as well. So I mm. uh, picked that yeah. up. Yeah. What so, sort of you, – so you've obviously uh, – I mean, community the, the sort of sense of community comes up quite a lot in the work that you do. Obviously, yeah. um, the stuff that you – before with the sort of jungle community and then obviously now um what sort of skills do you think you've had to possess to um to be able to flourish and thrive like you have done do you think over the years i think uh yeah i would definitely i mean i was just talking about that again about the sort of anxiety and the of, of trying to make it trying to be someone and whatever that means to you you know i think at the time you're trying to get a sort of level of respect or whatever it is but you realize over time it's actually you want to deliver a value i think that's important that you're, you know, you there's some sort of value exchange that's happening. I mean, I, I don't want to sound too businessy, but I think, you know, it's, it's for anybody, young person out there, whatever you do is obviously try to do the, the best that you do and <clears throat> be transparent and be honourable um, with what you do. I think it's all about the the people you're working with and making sure that they're they're benefiting from it as much as you're benefiting as well. That's really important. Yeah. Whether, whether it's just making music, I mean, it's about genuinely is your music at, is it, is it ready is it a good level that people are going to appreciate it and you know and and all of the, which is painstaking for young producers you know you just want to get your music out there and be heard and you know being patient but i think it's important that you really genuinely reference your tracks and know that you, your music's ready to to be heard out there i think on the business side as well yeah i think um i i did you know i, I learned a lot just from making mistakes really and um you know just just trying your best to like i said deliver deliver what you do i don't think there's been many places where i've had to actually submit a cv everything's been done on 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 a um, reputation i think i think that's yeah. important for people to know as well it's your network as well is important so that, that's what important would you, what would you recommend to somebody who has just left uh university so maybe they've been to done a music degree or some sort of music course or whatever and they know they want to get into the music industry They've sent millions of CVs out and they've just got nothing back. What would you recommend they do, do you think? It's, I mean, there's loads of different strategies you could do, but obviously I think it's building your network. I think it's good to look at where the events are taking place and seeing the key people that might be speaking at the event or might 
um, yeah. might be collaborating and stuff like that and set some yeah. object, objectives to go, right, I'm going to go to this event. I'm going to speak to this person. Mm-hmm. And, it, and and you don't have to go there on a hard sell. You might not have anything to to offer at that time, but you could, you know, if you if there's genuinely people there you admire, you know, you could speak to them and say, look, I, what you're doing is fantastic. I want to learn more. Just build relationships up like that, I think is important. And I think it's um for young people, I think they've got to see it as the sort of a pre-show rule of the 80-20 rule. Not everybody's going to offer you stuff, but it's a it's a numbers game. It's a bit like the sales, you know. You know, you might speak to a hundred people, but out of the hundred, even if you get 10 people that show show uh some kindness or like okay i was there once so i'm gonna help you out something like that you'll you will connect with people it will happen you know you just Definitely. you just got to be out there doing your thing i think other ways yeah. as well if if obviously if you're making music it's just you know music does the talking so if you can hone in and make your music as you know as as quality as possible i think that's important um sometimes i, I remember myself when i was young i was impatient i was trying to get people to play my music and listen to it and, and it wasn't ready but i was just so excited i wanted to get the music out there that you you forget that uh you know sometimes your first f- first impressions of people can last so you know sometimes you want to go to people when you're genuinely ready i think other ways this in this day and age if you've got some sort of other skill or other knowledge base you can really you know you could set up your tiktok channel or your instagram and just present or even linkedin you could present those ideas your your skills your learnings your teachings you could do that way and you could become sort of expert within in a niche or a field and that's another way to start use leverage then maybe you could then use that and then you could you know a a large organization might want to hire you as a freelance or they might actually say look come we've got a role here for you you know so yeah i I mean there's there's i mean that's just off the top of my head of of strategies that you could use no i think there's i think there's some great great advice there i think um well you know a great example was the person you said that come along to one of your sessions and then has become a social media um, manager or whatever for some, for some company. I think um, a lot of companies, but certainly with us as well, um, we love seeing that that person's done just something a little bit extra outside yeah. of the norm. Um, and I know from my own experience, when I wanted to get into the music industry, I just tried everything. I was like, right, I'm going to start music blogging. Yeah. I'm going to do my own radio show. I'm going to start managing bands. I'm going to put on my night. Um, I'm gonna I um stage managed festivals, and so I just threw myself in straight into the deep end. And I think something sticks, doesn't it? You start figure out where your strengths are, and I think that's one bit of advice. I think it it, is really important is just try everything, just see what happens, you know. And um and yeah, and something, and and even if you just do it as a bit of a side hustle, you don't, you know, you don't have, you can go and do a job that pays, and you might not get many paid things initially in music because you don't, do you? That's Uh, right. That's right. It's hard. It it really is hard. Um, yeah, totally. I totally agree with you. I think I I speak to a lot of creatives in the industry, and they they hadn't figured out what they was going to do at the beginning. Like you said, they just had a curiosity to be involved in things, and then like you said, they found their feet, and then they found a bit of a channel, and then they'd have uh, some level of success for that and then something else would come along and they sort of built on that and then it sort of just you find 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 a path you know so it's interesting it's interesting it's not like it's, it's unique in a way than a lot of other sectors and in industry because i mean i don't go polarized but if you was a lawyer for instance you know you'd sort of sit your exam do your bar and you'd go and probably work at a, a, a legal firm or something like that but it's not as straightforward in the music and the creative industry as that so <laughs> yeah um 
So changes cover subject slightly. So I um, understand you were recognised by the Queen for your services to music. And um, tell us about that experience. Did you get to go to Buckingham Palace? Oh, what, yeah. What oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's that's a few years ago now, but that was amazing. I mean, just it was a privilege just to have been invited, you know, just just absolutely amazing. I think when I when I told my mum, she actually genuinely didn't believe me. She thought it was on the wind up, you know, so... Uh, <laughs> So it's a funny story. I remember telling my mum one one time because um, I think I think it's, it's important as actually well. I don't want to throw off, but with creatives as well, I think um, mm. a creative person sometimes if you if your family don't come from that background, it's difficult for them to understand what, mm-hmm. what you're trying to achieve. So yeah. um, you know, I remember telling my mum I wanted to be a DJ, and she said, oh, "Why don't you go and get a proper job?" You well, know, that's so, not a normal <laughs> job. Yeah, that's not going to pay the bills. Or, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so when I told my mum um, I was going to go and visit the Queen at Buckingham Palace, you know, she was like, oh, you're pulling my leg. But uh, <laughs> but it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. I remember um, pulling up to Buckingham Palace in, in the black cab and uh, the gates were open. We had to step out of the black cab and walk up and there was all these tourists taking photos. Like, who are these? Who are these people? Like, you know, so, <laughs> you know, he's walking in through the front gates of Buckingham Palace that are usually locked. Wow. So that, that, was, that was nice. That, that was a nice that, experience. Wow, that, um, that sounds amazing. It, it really was. And I, <laughs> I got to meet and speak to the queen and prince philip and, I, and there was loads of other music people there so i was there with for instance i was with, with uh, jerry hallowell from spice girls and yeah. uh, the rock, rock group queen and uh phil collins was there and and then yeah there's other you know there's there's some other cool people there, like groove rider was there from radio one as well so yeah it was a real mixed real mixed bunch there and we was all sort of uh, just like well this is surreal but uh yeah it was, it was it was it was it was really nice to be to be part of that yeah so and tell me so you you know um sort of looking through your bio and stuff you've got a really interesting background in, in where you've actually done quite a lot of freelance marketing projects um to the likes of sort of the jamie oliver cookery school yeah um tell us all about that tell us you know yeah i'm really keen to, to know a bit more about that yeah so it's it's interesting because i mean i'm i'm a marketer at heart we've realized actually and talking about your your process and um I love the DJ and stuff like that. So there's a time for me when the actual, we talk about mental health and stuff like that. The actual DJ lifestyle for me, um, it, it got quite a lot with the the drinking and the late nights and no routine. So I kind of, I started tapering off the, the DJ side. And as I, as I, with the radio, I learned about the marketing skills and I went and studied with the Chartered Institute of Marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, um, yeah, as I think, how did that happen? I mean, for instance, yeah, I, for instance, I, I'm a specialist in Google ads and the Google platform and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, the Jamie Oliver team, you know, they just asked me to give them support. Um, they just, you know, launching the new uh, cookery school. So yeah. I came I came in as a sort of the startup team. And uh, yeah, we put the marketing together. We did all the, the Google ads. Mm. Uh, we did, you know, the Facebook, the Instagram, all those types of things. And yeah, it just did the first year, sort of, sort of 50,000 customers in the first year. So yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. It was great. It was great to be part of that as well. Another, you know, yeah. another great, another great uh, UK you know ambassador there you know and it's, it's interesting because he's uh the second biggest author in the uk behind jk rowling so it's just really? amazing who, who yeah that? no one would have known mind you i do have quite a few of his cookies. <laughs> i think we all have haven't that's we that's right yeah yeah <laughs> so that was um, cool that was cool so yeah. that, i mean it sounds to me like you have been involved with a lot of things and, and i bet you get offered and invited to do a lot as well how do you pick and choose what you what projects to do and what to prioritize and yeah that, i think that's a good question b because i think you know as, as creatives as well we can get excited about stuff and i think i've had to discipline myself actually uh because i'm still you know i, I, I say i'm a bit more mature now but i still get really excited and passionate about 
projects and mm. I want to be involved in everything because Same. I know yeah. I've got I can do this. I know I can do this. I want to be part yeah, of it. Yeah, but, yeah. But there's only seven seven days in the week and I've got a son as well. So it's it's just trying to manage the time <laughs> for everything these days. But yeah, you're right. You have to prioritize it. And I think um now um you know for the next sort of couple of years is just focus on on community music and and and, and building and, and growing that and mm. you know supporting as many young people as possible mm. but yeah i think i think that you're right there it's another skill set to pick and choose the right projects that's right for you you know you're mm. working with the right people um is it going to give you some more stepping stones um it's going to give you some profile pot potentially and obviously is it is it financially rewarding enough for you to sort of sort of keep you going as well i think that's important yeah. uh, for young people as well definitely yeah. so you talked you touched a little bit on um you're back in your djing days and maybe lots of drink and quite hedonistic time um what's your what, what are you like nowadays in terms of what's your sort of you know lights lights on lights off how do you sort of carve up your day how do you prime yourself up for a great day i'm always really intrigued by how entrepreneurs um set themselves up in the morning what's your yeah, tip I, I, so the the challenge recently for, for, for me recently is because i've got uh my son so it's, it's managing that as well but so previous to that i'd, I'd be up at 5 a.m every day but I'd, i mean me waking up at 5 a.m that meant i wouldn't stay up all night i'd be literally i was always been trying to get seven or eight hours sleep i think i think it's really important for for everyone to get a, enough sleep where they can manage because if you go through a, a, a runway of days without sleep, you know, you, your anxiety can go, your coping mechanisms can be low and your creative thinking, yeah. you just lose your creative yeah. powers as well. And uh, you can lose yourself. So it's important you get to sleep. That's definitely, I'd say, a priority. I think um, it's not preaching or anything, but I don't, I drink now and again now and, and not as much. Um, and mm. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've built a gym in my garden as well. So I'm out and there trying to do some exercise every day, bit of that um so oh, it's not good. the gym in your garden that's that's pretty cool yeah i mean because uh you know even going down to the gym can take sort of 20 minutes half an hour to get down yeah. there, so I thought, okay well i'll just and then if my son's asleep i can just sort of go into the garden and i can just get on with it without any excuses you know so that's a great that's, idea so that's that's that i think yeah talking about setup i think definitely the sleep for me is is the foundation for it i think if you what can time do you get yourself to bed i try to go to bed now about 10 10 p.m that's roughly around the time so over two reasons obviously i know i can be up at sort of roughly around sort of five six o'clock in the morning but also that's a mitigation as well in case my son wakes up early so i know that i've, I've got enough in the tank in case he does an early morning so i, still, <laughs> I can still yeah. get on in the day you know so yeah no that's true no i um i i was doing the 5 a.m for quite a long stretch last year and then i've literally it's it, i can't do it i don't know what's wrong well i do know what's wrong i'm not going to bed at the right time yeah. so i think once you start creeping towards 11 p.m it's impossible to get up at five isn't it yeah absolutely um, absolutely i agree yeah. you know i think i think that's another thing for young people when they see the entrepreneurs and people like that going i'm up at 5 a.m and stuff like that but they've got to realize that they are going to bed early it's not they've got some yeah. superpowers or magic powers that you know they yeah. can they can live life in four hours every day i mean maybe there are some people with the dna that can do that but they're you know they're i'd say that you know less than one percent people can do that i think that's it like your elon musks and things like that like yeah like, yeah, yeah. After their desks um it's not that's not for everyone and that and that does lead to burnout have you experienced burnout yeah 100 100 percent. in a couple of ways burnout from having too much going on too many projects um and too much personal stuff going on at the same time and it can really um it can really build up and it's hard to avoid sometimes, you know, especially when you've got uh, priority projects going on. And then 
maybe you've got something important going on at home or something like that. So, but it, it does happen and um, it has happened. And I think what happens with that, like I said, you lose, you lose your mojo, you lose your creativity, you lose your, you lose your, your, your thinking power. Cause I think as a creative, I think, you know, your creativity is, is your power, is your superpower. And you need to respect that as well. So mm. I find for myself like mornings, you know, when I wake up is my time where I'm really the most creative, but yeah, on the burnout side of things, yeah, it's, it has happened. And, just trying to take some time out or put some action plans in place to to try and get a plan in place to try and reduce um aspects that are going on or, or or change or get some solutions but yeah it does happens i'd say the majority of creators i've spoken to they've had a moment in their life whatever period that is they've had they've had a, a burnout situation i think i think for young people it's really sorry no i was just gonna say i think it's really challenging for young people because like i said you know they've got anxiety if you're in the you're trying to make it but you've got your own you know you've got all these financial pressures as well you're paying high rents these days and you're heating bills and you just you know it's just just thinking what's going to happen so it's it's really hard to stay focused as a creative as well because you, your superpowers can be chipped away on the on your on your daily sort of daily life really it stresses i think yeah yeah and what do you do um to switch off um obviously you mentioned the gym um what else yeah. do you do I think yeah. So switching off, I think I've uh, something I've learned recently is because of my son. Is I use the, my time now with my son. So if I take him out or we're doing something, I'll use that time to switch off. Because I what I try and do now as well is I I'll try not to be on my phone in that time as well. Because yeah. I think even now my son's got to an age now where he'll see me on the phone and I can see he's watching me or he then he'll come over and he want me to play or whatever. So I try now to use that time with my son as a switch off we'll, we'll go to the park or we'll go to soft play or something like that and i'll i'll try and invest and be fully focused on my son yeah. and it sort of takes your mind off of other other stuff and i think that helps and obviously like i said you know sounds a bit sort of uh what everyone says but exercise in the gym is really is i find that that time period for me is it just i take my mind off thinking about anything else and it kind of you get you get focused on that i think it's like a mind break that's what everybody needs is a mind break yeah. isn't it you know <laughs> yeah that's true yeah that's true I mean I yeah I'm trying all sorts of things gym at the moment but I literally this morning I did a sauna and an ice dip brilliant and that <laughs> brilliant one of my mind dip that uh, definitely cold water is uh it definitely gets you out your head doesn't it brilliant yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, that's fantastic. Um, yeah and I think it's true actually what you say about the phone as well I think um especially in the music industry I think you it never really stops, does it? Really, no, no. and I think you could still be sending emails if you wanted to at one in the morning. Um, and you do have to learn to literally put it down and, and just walk away. And I'm the same. I've got a child, and um, and I've been doing the same. Actually, I've been putting my phone away because I can see that she watches me, and sometimes she'll ask me a question three times, and I haven't actually heard her yeah. until she's asked me the third time. And I'm like, oh, that's not nice, is it? Um, so yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? You know, we've we've all got the pressures. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have. We're coming to the end of the interview now. Oh, wow. um, that went really quick. Been um been amazing speaking to you. Um, I suppose what I would love to know next is um or as your final question is what what next? So what's going to happen next to the charity, the youth youth organisation? Can we expect to see festivals? What's going to happen? 
Yeah, so there's there's loads of exciting stuff going on in the background. As essentially, our main objective is to grow the organisation now and work in more areas. Um, we've actually just received some more national lottery money to work in continue our work in Tottenham. So we've got a satellite projects up in Tottenham with Harringay Council, but we want to do more Thank of those satellite, satellite uh, projects um, around London and around the UK. We're in talks with a uh, shopping centre at the moment to actually launch uh, a place in a shopping centre at the moment, which is interesting. So that'd be fantastic. I yeah. think yeah, that that's that's sort of the key things. I think we want to offer as much free and accessible sort of training as possible, and um, you know that support young people with sort of social and transferable skills, job creation, help with their mental health, and hopefully some of them, you know, will want to go on and have a career in the creative industries, and we can support them as well. Amazing. And what what about you? What's next for you personally? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I think yeah, I think. I think the next two years it will take up my time with, with cm uh community music cm sounds um i think yeah i think for me it's just in the background learning i mean i'm really interested in all this you know the new ai with chat g and um you know metaverse and nfts and and that area of, of work that's really interesting to me so i'll probably be developing in the background some of those skills and understanding as well so yeah there's loads to do there's there's always something to do there's always <laughs> something to do <laughs> um well thank you so so much for your time um i think that the listeners are going to find it really interesting so if they want to get in touch with you or the organization where do they go what do they do yeah so if you go to our website cmsounds.com you can go to the website yeah. there and you can check our courses out you can also from there you can send us a whatsapp or you can send us an email or give us a call perfect. And that, cool. that's, that's, yeah perfect great all yeah. right then um well no thank you I, I i really enjoy talking to you um love to stay in touch like, i'd love to just sort of know what you're up to and um if there's Fantastic. anything you can help with as well would be you know we always want to support uh, the next generation of um kids coming through that'd be fantastic you know you you, it'd be great if 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 you come up and one time i mean i know you're in by brighton but if you're ever in london come up and speak to our students about about what you you will do that they'd get a lot out of that that'd be fantastic oh no yeah yeah, i do that a lot actually i've got um i've got a couple of things coming up in the next month but yeah always in london i was there yesterday doing a talk uh for a festival so yeah brilliant excellent yeah thank thank you very much thanks for inviting me appreciate it oh